Welcome to worship at Salem Alliance Church. Let's join Steve Fowler, lead pastor, as he begins. And uh, this is our, our Unite weekend. You, you ever met somebody that you would uh, describe as a person on a mission? Uh, somebody's on a mission. They, they have a focus. They have an urgency about them, an energy to them about something. Perhaps it's, it's uh, solving a social injustice or, or conquering a disease or accomplishing a feat. They are, they're just, all their energy, all their, 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 their thinking is focused in this one direction. They're, we describe it as someone is on a mission. Well, around here at Salem Lines Church, we are also a people on a mission. We have a, a mission statement. In fact, I put it on the screen here, and I asked if you'd read it with me. We exist to exalt Jesus Christ, become his fully devoted followers, and share his grace and truth with all people. We have a mission. And, uh, and today, what you're going to see and hear and get to participate in is, is the mission. You're going to see these words uh, as you hear stories. You're going to hear testimonies. You're going to see some video testimonies. You're going to hear some of the results of the surveys that we've been taking in, in, in January. And uh, as, as you see this played out in these four key areas that we believe are, are crucial to a disciple's life, worship, groups, service, and outreach, uh, the question that we're asked is, can we as a people... Will we unite our hearts around this mission that Christ has given to us? So uh, enter into these stories and uh, let worship be a response of yours as you get to hear them and see them. At Salem Alliance Church on any given weekend, there are, there are tons of opportunities to worship. There's, there's even now as you sit in the pews, there's, uh, there's worship going on around this whole campus. It happens downstairs in the children's wing. It happens in the youth center. It happens in community groups people getting together to lift up the name of Jesus. And as we learn more about worship and as you read the scriptures more, you realize that worship is, um, is this ongoing language of our heart. It's an everyday event as we walk and live and love each other that we are offering ourselves as living sacrifices to God. Our corporate worship is an expression of our individual worship lives. Worship is not confined to a building or a time period or... Um, or an event, but uh, it's this ongoing language. And worshiping him as a lifestyle can look so many different ways, um, whether it's through dance or gardening or writing. The cool thing about this time together um, is that we get to take the culmination. This is the culmination of our weekly worship. Uh, we come together and, and it, we get to celebrate what God has done throughout the week. I'm joined here on the platform by, uh, by Terrence, and uh, this is Chuck. But you'll hear me call him dad because he's my dad. So you probably don't want to call him dad, but I'll call him dad. And uh, you guys are worshipers of, of Jesus Christ. Terrence, how long have you been worshiping Jesus? Uh, approximately four months, give or take a day or two. Four months, give or take a day or two. Awesome. <laughs> how about you, dad? How long have you been worshiping Christ? 65 years, give or take a year. <laughs> so, Terrence, a year ago, February 2010, uh, you were not a worshiper of Christ. You didn't even believe in God. Uh, what, what's happened in your life that, uh, that you'd be up here telling us that you're a worshiper? Well, um, I have some uh, very dear friends who are members here. They uh, spoke to me about um, their following of Jesus Christ and... I came here one day and um, visited the coffee shop, 
talked with some people, felt this, you know, something. And then um, I woke up one morning after a, uh, uh, a drunk fest. I woke up on my kitchen floor and realized that my life was definitely missing something. And I needed something other than what I was doing. And, and um, I came here for a service one evening. Uh, it was communion. And um, at the end of the service, you were talking about, if you know someone who's afflicted with a disease, you know, ask God, pray to God to help him with that disease. I went back to my pew and I sat down and I asked the Lord to help me with my disease of alcoholism. And I haven't had a drink since then. Wow, great story, great story of transformation in your life. Dad, you've been worshiping for 65 years. Does it ever get old? I mean, because you're kind of old. I mean, do you ever stop growing as a worshiper? Uh, No, one does not stop growing when you're in the pursuit of a long journey in life, going into eternity to know God and to love him intimately, that never gets boring. It's a, like the scriptures say, the outside body may be wasting away and getting older and more decrepit, but the inward spirit is renewed every day on our journey to our destination of knowing God and worshiping him. And that journey, each day, is part of that destination. So it never grows old. Awesome. Terrence, four months in the journey, what, what does worship look like for you? How do you worship? Um, for me, I, uh, uh, I pray several times a day. Um, I read my Bible daily, set, set aside some time in the morning. Um, I, uh, I've joined a, um, a Bible study group, which has been phenomenal. You know, helps me to really understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm just, you know, I'm new to it, so I'm, I'm just, I'm just doing my best to, to follow Christ as I'm learning how to. Uh, fabulous. How about you, Dad? I do what Terrence is talking about. Uh, have individual times as well as corporate times with other friends, but uh, I enjoy blocking off periodically a half a day or a day take my Bible, my hymn book, and go into a park to enjoy God's creation and just sing some of those hymns full of theology and to worship the living God. That uh, is very strengthening. Wow. Been a great example to me out of my years of being a worshiper. And two great stories. Uh, four months in the journey, 65 to 85 years into the journey. <laughs> Never gets old, never gets old. Thanks, you guys. Uh, Groups are important to Sam Alliance because we really believe they reflect the heart of God. If we look at the life of Christ in the New Testament, we also see there that he modeled that. He lived in relationship of group. Uh, He had a small group of 12 men, and within that he even had a smaller group of three men that he seemed to spend even more time with. And that's significant because we've been created in the image of God. And so there is in us what we might call a community gene, a relational gene. And as I've looked around at the groups in Salem Alliance and elsewhere, I see friendships everywhere, meaningful relationships everywhere. Um, and, And so in the context of groups, we grow spiritually. And in the context of groups, we truly make meaningful relationships. 
groups really do reflect the heart of God. Hi, I'm Marky King. I'm Robert, and this is my wife, Nicole Garcia. In the year 2000, I retired from my job, and I had a long time of being hungry to get deeper into God's Word. So looked for a Bible study group, and one is specifically a group of older women that could bring me along and take me as part of their journey. So I started in a Bible study here at the church. Um, I think initially we had moved from uh, the Portland area, and we came from a very small church, and we liked the idea of being kind of lost. We coined it the wallflowers by becoming a part of a Bible study initially years and years ago. Um, we became known and got to know other people. Through my time in groups, I have come to deeply believe that he does not intend for us to learn whatever it is and to keep it to ourselves. We've all grown up together, whether it's in our faith, we've grown, and, and just in age, we've grown together. And uh, it's been a blessing to be able to do that with uh, other people in the same walks. I thought when I was um, working that I didn't have time for a group. And so just did the regular devotions. And then I, I began studying God's Word and realized that it was much more important than I ever thought. And a regret I would have is that I didn't start much earlier. You know, I don't, I, I'm convinced that God hasn't called us to do this alone. God hasn't called us to, to just maybe attend service on a regular basis. And um, that's as far as it goes. I think the intimacy that a group allows us to have is growing in relationships. Um, knowing that if something's going on in my life, that there's people in my life that care, and there's people that are stepping in to, to help. I love that it's real people living real lives. There's, there's been divorces. There's been... Um, deaths. Deaths. There's been illness. And there's been people who've walked away from their faith. And in that, life happens. And to see the struggles that people go through and walk alongside them... And we've been walked alongside. Our community group, Family Ties, was of immense importance to our family as we went through difficult times. Um, during those early days in Family Ties, our older daughter was ill and passed away, and eventually my husband passed away too. And the um, support and friendship um, was more than I can explain. I think. When you're able to lay that stuff on the table and bring it out, people that go through the similar stuff can say, hey, I'm going to talk to that person, or I've, I've got to get, I've got to meet with that person, because, uh, and, and then God sets the table for, uh, for relationships that if you hold that stuff in and you don't share that stuff, then how do you give God any room to work in your life? So I really feel like that's what God wants out of us, is to be real and to, to just show who we are to other people, and, uh, and then he'll do the rest. Well, we've talked worship, and you saw some video testimonies on groups, and I'm joined here by Brad and Ashley, and uh, Brad, where do you serve here at St. Alliance? Well, I'm an elder. I, uh, serve, Marianne and I serve as host in the prayer room each week. I get to teach in community groups, and uh, I'm part of a men's high quest group where I 
am the token old guy, you know, the, <laughs> the mentor, so to speak, for a group of uh, guys in their 30s and some in barely into their 40s. It's a great, I love it. I love all of it. Hmm, that's great. How about you, Ashley? Where are you serving? I serve in the zone, which is fourth and fifth grade. Okay, serves in the zone. You saw some pictures of the zone. If you went that way through those walls there, you'd, you'd, uh, you'd get to the zone and ministry to fourth and uh, fifth graders. So, great. So, um, how, start with you, Brad, how has serving impacted your friendship, your relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, you know, men tend to be pretty self oriented, and it's true of old men as well as young men. And uh, so. When I was given an opportunity to serve, I had to stop and think about, well, what's my reasonable response to the love that God has shown me? And my reasonable response is to serve him and to serve his people. So it was a change of a heart attitude for me, less focus on me and more focus on others and focus on him. And uh, it's been a very good thing for me to be able to serve, to get the privilege to serve. It's an honor. Even, even with you. <laughs> I'm going to be just, I'm going to stick with the script here. Uh, it is fun. It is fun serving together. We, we love being together. And actually, I mean, you're, you're serving in, in the zone. How's that impacted your relationship with Christ? Well, I find that when I'm in my middle school group, I listen and I learn. But when I'm in the zone, I actually get to teach and help the girls walk in faith and um, grow in God. Awesome. You hear that? Get to teach. So here she's learning, and she gets to just then let that flow out of her to others. Uh, share an experience, Brad, of, of you serving where you, you saw God at work, and it impacted you. Well, you know, a couple of years ago, I was teaching in a community group. It was a group of uh, young marrieds. And um, we came to a section on integrity, which is part of the lesson I was teaching. And I really felt, <clears throat> pardon me, compelled to talk about an issue of pornography. I really didn't want to. It's very uncomfortable for me to talk to this group about this. Um, But I've listened to the Spirit this time. And I I did that. And it was, was, we talked about how it destroys families, how the impact of all of that, and so on. And um, I didn't know whether it had fallen on deaf ears or not because they were really kind of silent. but afterwards, I had two young men hesitatingly come up to me and ask about how you get out of the trap of pornography. And I had the great honor and privilege to essentially walk them over to Steps Ministry and uh, our Life Path Ministries and get them involved in that. And uh, so that made me feel really good, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is, it's a, it's a great picture. I love the fact that, that uh, this church is a, a wide representation of, of ages. And we've got guys like Brad who um, are seasoned leaders who get to just speak into the lives of, of younger men. And so thanks for doing that. Thanks for saying seasoned. Yeah, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I can get away with calling my dad old, but you know, I, yeah. Oh, most honored one. Anyhow. <laughs> Ashley, how about you? Uh, share an experience. Well, the reason I want to serve is because I've had some really great leaders in my life. And when I was in the zone, I had a leader named Mindy who really invested in me. And so now when I'm the leader, I can invest in the girls like she invested in me. Hmm. Uh, I, 
this is such a great thing because Ashley shared this all, all weekend long. She's done a great job in doing that. And that here's a leader, like Christ pouring his life into his disciples, to those disciples making disciples who can make disciples. Ashley's doing that very thing. She's in the eighth grade doing it. Brad's doing it. He's past the eighth grade. And, uh, <laughs> and making a difference in a, in a variety of ways. Uh, with fourth and fifth grade, with men and your own elder. I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful picture. Would you thank these two for just modeling for us? For this? Thanks, you guys. So we've been talking about being a people on mission. And uh, what that looks like around here is worship. We want to be worshipers and growing as worshipers. We, we want to be in groups, in community, and, and serving. And, and the last one of these expressions is outreach. And in the surveys in January, we asked a lot of questions. And around here, we talk about the gospel being a show-and-tell gospel. Uh, we get to show it. We get to demonstrate it. We get to tell people about Jesus. We get to proclaim it. And here's some practical ways that the gospel is being shown by you all around, uh, around this, uh, this area, the city. 730 of us uh, last year donated clothes, uh, food, furniture, or firewood in this last year. Gave, in a practical way, met a need. And then on the compassion side, 900, over 900 of us Show the compassion of the gospel to a Salem area family uh, through uh, giving of a, a Thanksgiving food basket, through volunteering at Foster Parent Night Out and giving a foster parent a respite uh, evening, some, some time off so they could just catch up and do some things. A variety of ways that the compassion of Christ is being shown to our community. And on the telling side, 878 of us verbally had the verbal chance to share the gospel of Christ with a friend or a family last year. And then there are many of you who are praying for an opportunity to share Christ uh, verbally with a friend. 761 of you praying for that spirit-led opportunity, that moment when you know the spirit is prompting you to open your mouth and, and speak of the person of Christ. And outreach, uh, this show-and-tell outreach happens all over our, our, this church, our campus, in a variety of ministries, student ministries, Give a Shirt, Life Center, Salem Free Medical Clinic, Babe Boutique, uh, missions across the planet, a variety of ways. On Wednesday nights, there's a ministry called Crash for middle schoolers. And Crash is this place for middle schoolers to come where they can just have fun, Hear about uh, Christ, and today you're going to uh, hear a testimony. You're going to hear testimony of some guys, middle school guys who, were, who were, came to crash. Now they're in high school. They were invited by friends, and, they, and they've slowly just over time come to Christ. And now they're in high school, and now they're back in crash serving as volunteers. And I want you to see this video and just enjoy the power of an invitation. Enjoy this testimony. All right, we're here to talk about the story of your small group, your discipleship group, accountability group, and how the story of inviting and how one person invited another person and the story of outreach and a couple of you uh, putting your faith in Christ because of this small group. So we want to hear the story from the very beginning. So, Cal, would you start us off? So I invited uh, my friends to crash because I was having a really good time, and I thought it was like a... I don't know, it was just really fun, and I wanted my friends to be there, too, to experience it. I didn't really have any nerves about inviting them. Uh, I don't know, I just thought they'd really enjoy it. I, didn't really, I wasn't really scared of what they'd think, because they were my friends, and I knew they'd like it. So We came in to Miss Mann's class in history, and Cal and Justin were there, and they were like, hey, you should, uh, you should come to Crash. And I was like, 
oh, okay, fine, I'll try it out. And we go there in the first couple times, and it's just a blast. Like, I'd never experienced anything like that before. I'd gone to church maybe once or twice as a kid with my grandma, but after that, it's just, we I hadn't known Christ, period, end of story. I'm sitting there, it's the middle of a worship session, and Chaz looks over me and goes, hey, have you accepted Christ? It's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So he goes in and he shows me the steps, leads me through it all. Uh, Grant comes over. I think maybe a couple of guys were there too when it happened. And uh, I gave my life to Christ in the middle of one of the songs. I got connected to this group through my girlfriend, Kylia. She brought me here in seventh grade, which is where I first got connected to the group with Chaz. During one of our accountability groups, um, one of my friends said that he was never uh, gave his life to Christ. And so we went over to Big Church, and he was gonna put his name on the cross. And so I thought about it on the walk over, and I decided that I've never done it either, and that I really wanted to do it. And I felt like it was the right time. One of the cool things about our group is that everybody in the group, um, just over the years, and you know, especially starting in our seventh grade year, just kind of had this way, this comfortable way of just wanting to invite people to our group, um, and I think a lot of that had to deal with how impactful it was. Just with our group, it's just been really cool uh, being able to um, just pull somebody new into our group um, that we think that it could really impact their life and that we just want to, you know, also just get to know uh, as well. Now, along with how this started in sixth grade and you invited a friend and, and you introduced each other uh, to what church was like. Um, there has been this great trend among all of you. You've reached uh, your junior year of high school, and now you're all turning around and serving back in the place where you feel like God met you first, which I think is fantastic. So tell us a little bit about what it's like to serve in Crash. Well, yeah, the small group leaders that we had at Crash were just awesome and great. And I just felt like... Like they were, they had a huge part to play in my, in my, in my growth as a Christian and in my relationship with Jesus. And so I thought that it's, you know, only the, the fair thing to do to, to give that back to the kids and, and do kind of the same thing that they did with us. And I think the biggest part for me that I love about this is seeing them learn about Jesus. Like I get to hear their responses to the questions that I got asked back in seventh grade and so it's just hearing their responses and seeing them smile at the same things that I smiled at and uh, seeing me impact them the way that Chaz and them impacted me it was just it's definitely huge. This group has changed my life in a very good way. Um, I feel like it's just another piece of my life like all these people that I can come to them for anything and that I know that I'm always there for them as well. Through this group and crash, like, we've learned, not only have I learned uh, discipleship and, like, being able to work together as a group of Christians and uh, just great friends, uh, I've also learned how to extend a helping hand to, the, to our other friends that are not exactly in connection with Christ. Like they some people they know about it, they're just they just don't really care or there's just people that just won't go near it and either way they both need to be reached. We've always kinda invited new people and our group's just kind of progressively grown and gotten bigger and bigger and, and it's just kinda it's been really cool to see how everyone's really comfortable with inviting people 
and with reaching out to people. And it's not like there's been a little bit of nerves, but but not a whole lot. It's just really been more care for for the other friends that we have that that don't have this relationship and kind of see kind of see ourselves in that place and how where we would be without this and, and how and how helpful and beneficial it would be to them to to have this too. So you welcome these guys. Such a such a great story. And so, Cal, you invited you went to crash. Who did you invite? Yeah, I invited Justin. Okay, then Justin, you invited with Cal. Who did you invite? Uh, me and Cal both invited Brandon. So Brandon was the guy in the video with the beard, a junior in high school, full beard. Uh, wow. <laughs> Awesome. What? Funny. It's my son. He's picking fun of me. Hey, uh, and so, so Brandon came to Christ, and then uh, how about you, Brent? Um, I was invited by my friend Kelly in seventh grade. Okay, so you, you got invited, and then Evan? And yeah, our, our then small group leaders, Chaz and Grant, invited me. And okay. Just, well. Remember Chaz? Chaz, uh, Central Middle East, uh, went there and worked in Aqaba in the Life Center. Uh, he was part of this, this group. And uh, disciple these guys, and now he's back in Salem. And, and Russell, I've been going here since about third grade. So once I got into middle school, I just uh, got plugged into Crash, and then Chad just pulled me right into the group. So I, I want you to look at these guys and and recognize that lives were transformed through a simple invitation. Just by merely inviting, a life was transformed. And, uh, and it just communicates the power of having that conversation. And uh, in fact, I'm going to ask these guys, ask, ask Russell, if he would just pray for us, that we would seize those, those, those opportunities when the Spirit prompts us to, to invite someone or have that conversation with someone, that we'd be a bold and courageous people. So Russell, would you pray for us? God, I thank you that um, we can come here and worship you together um, in community, God, um, and that we're able to just... Uh, have a passion for service, God, and uh, being in groups, Lord, uh, to get to know you more, Lord. And um, I just pray now, God, that you would make us a people who invite others, um, that they may come here and experience the power of uh, your Holy Spirit, God, and just working in their lives. Um, God, would you um, open our eyes and our ears to you, God, that we could just be in tune to you, um, to be able to see those opportunities and just take that leading and just grab that person and say, hey, you want to come to church? And so that way they can be able to come here and experience you, God, and dive into a relationship with you, God. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Um, we start out by saying that uh, we, we have this mission statement, and, and we are a people on mission. And my hope is that today you've not only known the words of our mission, but that you've seen it. You've seen it through the stories. Uh, you've seen lives transformed. You've heard testimonies of this. We believe here at Sam Lyons Church, we are a people on a mission. We believe that as we worship, Jesus Christ is lifted up. He is exalted. We're no longer conformed to the patterns of this world, but we are being transformed by the renewing of our minds. And that enables us to, to offer our lives as a living sacrifice, which is holy, pleasing, and acceptable. It honors God. It makes him smile when we worship we believe Jesus Christ is exalted when we do life together. The scriptures tell us that as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We stay spiritually sharp 
as we do life together and we avoid the trap of living the isolated life. Have you heard testimonies about that? We believe that as Christ followers that we've, we've been gifted to serve. That we don't come to church to be served. We don't come with a consumer mindset. We, we come looking to serve because our master, our, our Christ offered his life. He came to serve so that people could be saved. And so we serve because we're walking in his footsteps. And as we reach out, Christ is exalted. Jesus told his first followers to go to the ends of the earth. He said, you will be my witnesses. And as we show the gospel, as we tell the gospel, Jesus Christ is exalted. And so the question is for us is, can we unite our hearts around this mission? Will we unite our hearts around this mission to exalt Christ, become his fully devoted followers, and share his grace and truth with all people? And knowing that it's not... It's not just about trying harder. It's not rolling up our sleeves and just giving another shot. It's understanding that all the power to accomplish this mission comes from his presence living in us. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That we are people of the presence. First and foremost, this is what distinguishes us from the rest of the people on this planet. It's Christ in us. And so we're gonna pray right now and ask Christ to fill us so that we can be a people of his presence, being his presence. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are the vine. And Lord, as as branches, your branches that you desire that bear fruit, we we connect ourselves to that vine and we ask and pray that this, this supernatural sap of the spirit would flow into our lives. And that you would fill us and that we would bear fruit for the glory of the uh, to the glory of the Father. Much fruit. So fill us. And even right, right now where you're sitting, would you just ask Christ to fill you with his spirit? Lord, we recognize that it's your presence in us at work. And we worship, we involve ourselves in groups, we serve, we reach out, not for the glory of our name, but for your glory. Not to us, O Lord, but to your name be the glory. So be exalted. Be lifted high. May your life splash out of us onto our neighbors, coworkers, family, and friends. May the sweet aroma of Christ be a blessing to our city. We pray this, Lord. We beg that you would fill us with your presence. Thank you that you hear us. We pray this in your name. Amen. You've been listening to Steve Fowler, lead pastor at Salem Alliance Church. If you've enjoyed this message, we'd love for you to be our guest at our worship service on our main campus at 5th and Market Streets in Northeast Salem. Worship services are Saturday at 5 and 6.30 p.m. and again on Sunday at 8, 9.30 and 11 a.m. If you'd like to receive a free Bible and more information on how to become a Christ follower, feel free to call our office at 503-581-2129. We'd love to know how we can serve you. And once again, that's Salem Alliance Church at 5th and Market Street in Northeast.